if people do have a passion project and want to start it, honestly, it's just just doing it. Just starting. There's so many friends of mine who have talked about like different ideas and they're just like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, how do I'm like, just start a page. Yeah. Instagram's free. Yeah. And we know how to use it to the T. We yeah. all have Instagram. Yeah. So to start like a business page, too, and just to like put yourself out there. Yes, it's super uncomfortable. But like you're doing this for you, right? Like you're not doing this for thousand followers even if you get 50 followers out of whatever business idea you want to put out there like if it makes you happy just do it and like I've seen a lot more of my friends start businesses on Instagram and just kind of putting themselves out there free marketing designing their own feeds and stuff it's fun it's mm -hmm. really really fun it's a nice hobby for us to have it's a nice side project to do it it's it's exciting right and it's just something I definitely encourage people to do to kind of get out of their comfort zone welcome to the it's not that deep podcast I'm your host, Deepak Sharma, and this podcast aims to connect communities through conversation. I truly believe that all human beings are fundamentally the same and really kind of want the same thing. So I like to have conversations with people from different walks of life to explore just that. This week, I chat with my good friend, Natalie Natui, a 25-year-old customer success manager working full-time at a tech company in Vancouver, Canada. But what makes Nat stand out to me, however, is the fact that when she's not working full-time, her other full-time gig is baking cakes. That's right, Nat is a self-taught baker who started Nat Cakes My Day out of her kitchen in 2019. If you're listening to this right now, please hit pause and head over to her Instagram page at Nat Cakes My Day to witness the incredible, badass, and customized cakes that she's commissioned to bake on a weekly basis. These cakes are so detailed and impressive. I'm talking about like a Nike shoe cake, a Toronto Raptors customized cake, like a Minecraft themed cake, a, a Drake cake, and everything in between. Nat can really do it all. Nat has a serious talent for not only baking cakes uh, and macarons, but she's also sharing the process and journey of how to bake cakes to fellow bakers. Nat shares her story about scratching the itch that she had to bake and how that transformed into a full-fledged business. We talk about our mutual experiences in university clubs and projects that gave us experience we carry with us in our post-university lives. We talk about the process of building a business, balancing life with all our ventures, the powers, both good and bad of social media, and so much more. I just wanted to say that this podcast episode was by far my most relaxed, enjoyable, and chill episode to date. Nat and I vibe very well, and she's genuinely one of the nicest, most kind-hearted people I know. That being said, I would really appreciate if you guys could go give her page a follow on Instagram at NatCakesMyDay. And if you're in the Ottawa area and looking to make an order, please go follow her sister's baking page at RoxyCakesMyDay. Enjoy the episode and remember, it's not that deep. Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. Thanks for having me. It's so awesome <laughs> to have you here. We finally made it happen. Uh, we've been talking about it for a very long time. That's like kind of my signature line now to start every <laughs> podcast, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've yeah. known each other for a little while now, since university, I guess. Yeah. Say four years now. Four, yeah, five, five, think, six years. I don't it, know. Was it through Anactus how we met? Yeah, definitely. Or Rahul. Yeah, probably. Uh, Deepak, Rahul. The, all the like dead beats yeah. in her, in her <laughs> yeah. like, you know. All of them. Yeah, being in Telfer and whatnot. Mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's talk about our university experience a little bit and like take it back because you're such an interesting person now <laughs> with so many 
different things going on. You're a customer success manager. You have your own company, Nat Cakes My Day, where you make <laughs> badass cakes, and you're just up to all kinds of amazing things. But let's take it back from the beginning. Let's talk about like how you got into everything, university, all that. Oh my gosh, university. I mean, born and raised in Ottawa. Yep. Uh, so went to high school here, of course. Then after that, it was just going to university. And which one it was, um, my parents were more like, I mean, if you leave out of town, you can. You just got to pay for it. And I was like, ha, that's not happening. Staying in Ottawa. <laughs> Definitely staying in Ottawa. Uh, so I just went to University of Ottawa, not really knowing what I wanted to do for school. Um, so I just took the classic commerce that everyone takes when they don't really know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, no, four and a half years of school. Um, nothing that exciting, honestly, except for the fact that we did an actus together. So mm-hmm. that was really fun. Um, but aside from that, working part time, working full time, uh, taking time off to pay for school because I pay- put myself through school as well. Right. Um, and then, yeah, just graduating about three years ago now. So Well, that's something that, to be really proud of because I distinctly remember talking to you about that while yeah. we were in uh, uni together. Is like you would grind during the summers and work these government jobs and different jobs that maybe you didn't love so much, but (laughs) they paid and they got you through school and, you know, yeah. Yeah, they paid the bills. I mean, part-time would be, like, when I'm doing school, it would be a part-time, like, Adidas, like, (laughs) the Banana Republic, like, all those jobs at Tanger Outlets whenever those started. Yeah. Um, And then anytime I just needed, like, more money, I would kind of just take a semester off and uh, do a contract at the government just Mm -hmm. for four months. Mm -hmm. And that would be, you know, how it is. Great, (laughs) great money. Yeah. So it was worth taking the time off just for the four months just to get some money and then pay through school. OSAP helped a a whole lot as well. Right. Um, But that definitely gave me a good chunk. And it did put me back. Like I said, I graduated in four and a half years versus four. Um, But it was it was worth it. Exactly. (laughs) What is the time now? Right. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, Same for me. Like, yeah, uh, I did four four and a half because I went on that exchange right. and like I would never no. exchange that yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying no yeah. yeah I'd rather be in like I mean I'm out of debt now I paid off my loans about two years ago now officially congrats um, thanks so I think the time taking off to like put myself through school definitely helped that and I know it's not a huge rush to finish school like no one ever really even if you get it done in four years or five like there is no difference. It I really doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm starting to realize all the things that like I thought really mattered even while I was in school. Yeah. Such as your GPA. Yeah. Such as, you know, like <laughs> taking great notes. Yeah. Or just like things that I would like weirdly stress about back then. Yeah. Now I look back at it, it's like, man, completely insignificant in I the real know. world. I don't think I've ever been asked, yeah, what was your GPA going into your fourth year? It's like, no one, no one gives a did, shit. Did you even care about your own grades? I didn't. <laughs> I did not either. Not, not yeah. much. After <laughs> a certain point, I think it was after second year when I did not get into co-op by like yep. 0.1. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm done. I Like, I don't care. It's yeah. kind of stupid. It's so silly. I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously, school is great. I, I definitely encourage everyone to go to school. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's obviously different professions where school actually matters. Right. Like for you and I, clearly both of us having graduated in the same program too, um, we're not even doing anything with our degrees. No. Like, I think university has taught us to be competent and, like, time management, you know, gets our shit together. But aside from that, I didn't really take much away from school, yeah. except for, you know, the friends that I've met, the connections I've made, Enactus, things like that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, it, 
what is GPA? I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And, and that's a very important thing you just said is like all the extracurricular things exactly. that you're able to do while you're in university yeah. made such a more meaningful impact. Yeah. Lifelong friends, relationships, so many different things that you've built yeah. from just not just going to class. Yeah. Let's talk about Enactus a little bit and how that shaped you and like what your role was within it. Yeah. Um, when did I start with Enactus? I think that was about second or third year. Um, I started as, holy crap, what did I start with? I was just a team member on Project Fly. Project I think you Fly. and I were both are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was working under Deepak. <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> working under Deepak. Um, and for those who don't know, <laughs> Deepak, not me, uh, but it, Deepak Sakri is her boyfriend. Yes. 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 So I was working under Deep. Um, he was the project manager for Project Fly. Um, so I started out in there kind of getting to know what an actus was. Um, so we were hosting mostly the workshops uh, for at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. um, so we did a lot of that work, which was amazing. And then after that year, I knew I wanted to kind of take a, a bigger step. So I went to go on to be the VP member development. Um, so that was more the culture piece of the team. So come second year, is VP member development. Uh, my biggest year, probably, we had went to South Africa that year, too. Right, to for, the, for the Nationals. Yeah, to compete for World Cup, which is amazing. I mean, I can't take credit for that because I had just joined, so I didn't really work towards the World Cup. Um, but being there was such a great experience. I think you're a part of it. Like, I mean, I was give, just give yourself there. a little bit more credit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was there, so it was it was a great experience. But that definitely opened my eyes to so many things that we could be doing. Right. And like, yeah, that extracurricular was just an amazing opportunity to yeah see the opportunities out there that we could be helping out with the world. And right. Just, again, just just learning new things and just taking on more beyond school. Right. right? And for so those who more. don't know, let's break down what an actus really is, because for you and me, it's so familiar, and we yeah. just we know it. But like, let's break it down and tell people what really what it really is. And you might have to now bring back Ooh. those pitches and all those presentations. Yeah, like, <laughs> entrepreneurs, you know, to, to all the student entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah. business leaders. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I always think about that pitch. What is it? Student organization that focuses on economic, social, and environmental sustainability and businesses and all those words all of those amazing things yes. that we can do to help people uh, yeah. so multiple projects that we host as an enactus team mm -hmm. so us at university of ottawa um, but there is enactuses on pretty i think 60 or 65 or 70 universities across canada which is nuts insane yeah, yeah. and then yeah a bunch of students helping different projects to kind of just make a huge impact on the world it's really just like trying to make the world a better place and exactly. then using business as a kind yeah. of catalyst to do that yeah, yeah. exactly uh, yeah that's what like really stuck with me about enactus and like being involved in it and i was nowhere near as involved as you or some of the other people yeah. but i was like you know i had my i had my toe dipped in and i got yeah. to really meet amazing people and be a p part of really, like really amazing projects and stuff and like yeah. getting to see like even like on a micro scale like the impact of like some of these financial workshops and like yeah. seeing you know maybe we didn't have the biggest turnout at all times but seeing like young at risk youth legit yeah. like ask questions about finance and like yeah. hey how can i like how can i invest or how can i save money or oh i want to start this a shoe 
business or yeah. this business and you'd be like yo here's <laughs> how man like yeah and, and now you see it come full circle and some of these people are now like involved in an activist themselves and it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome yeah it's yeah. really cool to still see an activist going on as well i mean we're completely out of it at this point yeah, yeah but it's still really cool to see our schools doing so well with that and like um i was at nationals i think was it last year or regionals um where i just stopped by because i was in vancouver for it um and then just watching a few of the presentations it was quite a throwback yeah. it was really really cool to see them uh, still doing it so well. Um, but yeah, that was year two for Enactus. And then year three was about my graduating year. So I was already doing the whole part-time school, full-time work kind of thing. Um, so I was kind of out of it a bit more. I just stepped out as the executive coordinator. So more just like logistical planning for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like, I wasn't super involved. There's a lot, a, a bigger new team involved as well. Um, so it felt like they were definitely taking over. So it was good to kind of pass the reins down and it was my time to, to leave at that point. So. It's, it's always hard you know, when you know, like, oh man, like I'm having so much fun and yeah. I love this and I'd love to do this, but like I'm transitioning into the adult world, yeah. whatever that means. It's focusing and on graduating. graduating. It's time to yeah, go. Career, yeah. Like, you know, like, hot, like what people don't realize, like as amazing an impact as an actress makes and like how incredible it is. I will never like speak ill against it. Yeah. You're not making any money and like, it doesn't pay your bills and like a lot of people for a lot of people, that's not a reality. And so a lot of people will just focus only on school or or go all in on extracurriculars, be part of like five clubs and neglect school or only work. And like, I think what another thing that that taught me a lot is time management and yep. just being able to okay like i'm gonna do like three four hours of this and then and then i gotta do a little bit of this and then yeah uh, and but it's hard man it's it's hard to balance all those things it is i mean with an actus i think we were so passionate about it so it felt like nothing just like a new side hustle now like your podcast my cakes it's it's easy to consider this stuff not work like i remember yeah. doing classes for the day and then being on an active stuff all night and it was just nothing to me yeah because we gave a shit you know like we really really cared about it mm-hmm. so it made such a difference for us it so. was the classes that felt like the work oh my and like God, all the exams yeah, yeah. And all i look back at it now like it's almost a blur all those assignments all that stress all that bs yeah but like you said it it did it did teach us how to become competent and how to like you know kind of respect yeah. deadlines and stuff but yeah i don't know man did i need four years of that four and a <laughs> yeah. half years of that i don't know i know but i'm glad we're out of there yeah still very grateful it's yeah. hindsight's 2020 right yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about then after graduating uh what was your next move what was your where was your headspace at how, how like what are you thinking like yeah. what's career for you and what are you gonna do because you know people don't know that you know you you made the move to Vancouver yeah. from Ottawa, which is not easy. Not yeah. easy to do this move to the other side of the country. Yeah. I mean, don't forget before that, I was actually in Toronto. Yeah, you were in Toronto. Right. Yeah. So last semester of uh, university, I was considering, I wasn't really sure what to do. I definitely considered myself a homebody type. I was like, <laughs> you know, at like 25, I want to have kids. I want to be married. And I told Deep this when we started dating at like 20. And he's like, what? I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> And he's like, no. I was like, whatever, whatever, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. Right? You'll come around. <laughs> and then come, yeah, a few years of dating, and we're like, okay, yeah, he opened kind of my eyes to, like, what's beyond Ottawa. And then from there, he started kind of looking at Toronto jobs, and I was like, oh, like, maybe I should look. Like, every time I visit Toronto, I am just inspired by Toronto. I feel different when I'm in Toronto. 
So for the last semester of school, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm moving to Toronto. So it's just job after job application, and it's always software tech companies. I knew I was very interested in that. Mm-hmm. I know it's very fast moving. I wanted to work in an area where it's like a startup, small company, just making a big impact, just like my new kind of Enactus. Um, so I applied to many jobs, lots of interviews. Uh, eventually landed one at EventMobi, so it's an event app company. And I ended up moving to Toronto right after graduation. So graduated April, moved over there in May. Um, and it was actually crazy because I had a government job full time at the time as well. Um, and government pays well. I was there working, happily making good money, living at home. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I was very, like, very much too comfortable. And for me and my government job, obviously, there's millions of government jobs. But mine particularly was very repetitive. And I just wasn't challenged. I wasn't learning anything. So I was like, I can't even do this, even if it is paying me big bucks. Right. And like explaining to my parents, like, hey, I just got this job in Toronto that pays 10K less than what I'm currently making. (laughs) And to pay Toronto rent. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you're literally insane. (laughs) But to me, I was like, you know, this is so worth it to me. It felt right in your heart. A hundred percent. Like I just needed new inspiration. I needed a new environment, whatever it was. So I automatically took that job. It was just like a support specialist job just to start off. Um, and I just made the move in literally two weeks. And I actually found out I was I got the job when I was in Vancouver for Enactus Nationals. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so super, super crazy. And it was exciting because I was like, oh, Deep's going to Toronto too. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, but then he actually got poached to go to Vancouver. No way. So that that's was the time. Yeah, so I was in Vancouver when he got his offer. So I was. he's like, tell me, like, is Vancouver awesome? I was like... Yes, it's so awesome. You need to come here. (laughs) And I was so sad because I was ready to go to Toronto with him, right? But obviously, I'm not going to be selfish. Like, whatever job I actually thought was best, which I definitely thought the Vancouver was for, I was like, yeah, you you need to take it. The city's beautiful. We'll be okay. Yeah. Like, we'll do the distance. It's not a big deal. So that's when, right at graduation, he had moved to Vancouver. And then I went to Toronto for about a year and a half at that point. So So you guys did a year and a half. Yeah. Doing the long distance thing. Yeah. And because that's tough, man. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done long distance before. So it's not like Ottawa to Toronto where you can at least drive. Like it's, Four a, hours. it's a flight, man. That's a yep. five hour flight. Yep. Yeah. And I did long distance before in my last relationship. It didn't work. And that was only in Ottawa to London, like Ontario. Mm-hmm. So for like Toronto to v- like BC, I was like, holy crap, this is so tough. Different time zone, everything. Everything. Yeah. The, yeah time zone really fucks with you. Um, but obviously me and Deep's relationship, like I'm very confident in it. So I was like, you know, this is obviously going to work. Um, but it was really nice for us to kind of both start careers right after graduation and really focus on that Mm -hmm. while still having each other. Cause I think too, like, obviously relationships are huge, but at the same time, like if you can't figure out yourself, like how are you going to be with someone? Exactly. You know? So it was really nice for us to focus both on our jobs and also just have each other as support, even if it was long distance. Um, but of course I am out in Vancouver now. So come a year and a half later, um, we decided, you know what, like, what do we think? We've done long distance for a long time now. We visited every month or two, which was a lot of money, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It's tough. So we're like, Hey, are you coming to Toronto or am I going to Vancouver? And he's like, well, I'm not ready to leave yet. And I was like, all right, I could go to, I could go to Vancouver. Why not? And like, to me, that's huge. Cause even moving to Toronto was Remember, I'm a homebody. Okay. So to move to Toronto already was huge, but then moving across the country is like insane. So my parents were probably going to 
flip. Like, no way the, you're uh, going Toronto, across. It was yeah. high cost of living. Yeah. Like, Vancouver's like yeah. one of the most high cost of living in North America. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, for me, it was cheaper, though, because I was splitting a two-bed, two-bath in Toronto. This but in true. Vancouver, I'm doing a one-bedroom, so I actually mm-hmm. am saving money. Um, but, yeah, that was the Vancouver move about just over a year now. Nice. So. And yeah. I'd say it worked out. Yeah, I don't regret anything. Vancouver <laughs> is the best. Yeah. I wish I could stay in Vancouver forever. Mm-hmm. I wish I could move everyone here to Vancouver and Toronto to Vancouver. That's tough. Yeah. But That's probably the toughest part. It is. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I would say because yeah. I was lucky enough to be hosted by yeah. you guys earlier last year um, in Vancouver and I got to see your place, yeah. which by the way, like for people listening, like they're... They're doing it right. <laughs> They're like right downtown, beautiful view, right beside the what's that Rogers Center? Rogers Arena, R- yeah. Rogers Arena. I'm like, bro, this is yeah. just downtown. But then with the view of the mountains in the most yeah. badass building. But going back to like my point, like it must have been a really, really big decision for you to have been like, okay, got this job in Toronto, yeah. and I'm assuming you know, like knowing you, you were trying to make strides in that yeah and then to pull that plug and then go work in vancouver were you actively looking for jobs in vancouver that were kind of similar like what was like the career kind of transition did was it a different job still in tech like yeah um still in tech i still very much enjoy software companies tech companies um so like i said with event moby i started as a support specialist so Really, really basic job, frontline support. If anyone needed questions about their app, I was there just to kind of help them out with it. Yeah. Um, come eight months later, I actually jumped to a native app role. So it was more focused on um, building out the apps for Apple and Android. Um, so I took care mostly of that, just managing more project management style job. Um, and I did that for the last about eight months of that role as well. And then that was when we kind of started talking about the move. And by then, I was kind of, like, exhausted from the job. And I was like, you know, I think I could do something else. Um, What's my next step here? And I knew kind of the next step I wanted to go on, whether it was, I don't know, marketing, UX, product, um, or customer success. And I really enjoy customer success because it's similar to support where you get to speak to clients and you really get that one-on-one time with them. But as a CSM, it's nice to build relationships and actually have that client yours. Right. Um, so yeah, support again, you're just like post sales role. Like you're not actually trying to get customers. They're already your customers and you're, you're building, maintaining that relationship. Anything, you know, they need, you're going in and helping them and making sure that, I mean, not to sound like cynical about it, but that they continue doing business with you. Exactly. (laughs) No, exactly. That's right. So, I mean, definitely not a sales girl. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, once it's the post-sale part. So the second that we capture that client, now it's mostly about like, hey, we get them onboarded, we get them set up, we get them trained. um, And then from there, it's taking care of them, nurturing, making sure the relationship's really good, really strong, and just making sure that they do want to renew with the product for every single year going forward. Yeah. Um, And I really enjoy that. I love working with people. I love building relationships. I'm a good people person in that way. So I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so CSM was definitely the role I was looking for. Um, so this is where I actually came across Thought Farmer. And it was a CS coordinator role. So a little step down from that is just more coordinator stuff versus like really having my own clients. Right. Um, but once I jumped to there, I worked 
after about like I think four or five months, I jumped to a CSM role. Right. And then we took a portfolio of about a hundred accounts each, me and another CSM. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a that's a decent ratio because yeah. you're not like overburdened. It's not like you have to deal with like five, six hundred no, people. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can actually hundreds manageable. It's still a yeah. lot, don't get me yeah. wrong. That's no, still totally. a lot to manage, but yeah. like at least you can have a bit more of a personal. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you don't talk to every single one. There's ones that have been there for like 10 years and they don't really need as much nurturing. Whereas new ones are like, hey, what do I do? I need your help. And like people who are checking in all the time, but it's definitely manageable. But yeah, CSM role is definitely where I see myself in terms of relationship building and nurturing is what I I focus on. So That's awesome. And um, like, I know it's kind of a like big question and you yeah. might not even have an answer yeah. for it, but do you think that this is something you can see yourself long-term, uh, building upon, or would you kind of want to go develop the breadth of it? Like go different, like, oh, yeah. let me hop, like, you know, let me try this out. Let me try this out. But within the same vein. Yeah. Um, I always think about this too, cause again, being in business and going to support now going to a CSM role, I'm like, I don't, what do I even want to do with my career? I have no idea. And I feel like next steps is always just like after a CSM role, it's like a director of CSM. And it's like, do I want to take that route? And like being on in my job right now, um, I work very closely with UX designers um, and I see a lot of interest in that. Um, we work closely with them when our clients sign with professional services is what we call it. Um, so they pretty much allow us to work closely with them, provide workshops, go to their offices and help them set up uh, their internet, which is what we sell at Thought Farmer. Um, and working with UX designer very closely, it's really cool to see the processes that they do, just seeing the user experience of how we set up Thought Farmer. And I think that's interested me a lot. So possibly that route, but I think for now we'll stick to CSM, um, keep growing on that as I've only done that for about eight months now since I've been in the role. Um, so still lots to learn, lots to grasp, um, lots of projects to take on as we go, which is a really nice role to have on the job. Um, but yeah, still very up in the air. That's but that's still awesome that you've yeah. taken that step and that you even have that self awareness to know yeah. like hey like this is kind of like I like software and then yeah. you you know what what really stuck out from everything you just told me is that you knew that you did what you did not like yeah. and it was like I don't want the big bulky organization and repetitive work yeah. so you went and kind of were like okay well what's the opposite of that yeah. <laughs> I like small working in a small like yeah. you know team and like working with people and this so that's like yeah that's really important for like anyone listening because like we're all kind of just like in our 20s are lost yeah. no one really has it completely figured out you and me included we're all just like kind of just figuring it out as we go right but for a lot of people who are like out there and are lost and just like i don't know i think like a good place to start is like what do i not like yeah what does not feel good because if you don't like it now chances are you're not gonna like a 40 45 year career of that yeah no it's true and i think too like we can't be afraid to jump into jobs because you know how easy it is to change out of a job like yes okay moving across vancouver like the country is crazy to start a new job what if i don't like it okay well that sucks whatever i'll just go find a new one yeah there's so many jobs out there where we need to try and it's like until we actually try it we're never gonna know what we like and don't like so taste a bunch of things try it young. 100 who cares even if i'm 45 and i want to do a career change i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna be happy yeah if i hate my job i'm not sticking to it like that's that's what it is like quality of life is everything so and i'd say in vancouver quality life is pretty badass (laughs) i loved it i was only there yeah for like what was it four or five days four days and um 
I didn't get to see you as much because you were also gone on a trip Tofino. at that time. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to take you to Tofino next time. <laughs> it seems badass. It oh, seems so nice. Surfing, yeah. Just everything about Vancouver I is know. just absolutely like what I want out yeah. of Canada. You know, like the like. It, there's no winter really yeah you guys get like snow twice a year something yeah. like that yeah. which by the way like that would be enough i know that yeah. right there is enough but then you add to the fact that it's this beautiful clean like yeah. urban metropolis with like everything except uber which I really know. pissed me off that was one thing that just like really really pissed it's me off horrible. about vancouver why is there no ride sharing i have no idea <sighs> that was like a legit pain point i was like I have to call a taxi? Like, what? how, yeah. what is this? Like, they 1975? Say, they say Lyft is coming. They've said it for so long. <laughs> they said September. We keep hearing, I see signs everywhere saying Lyft, Lyft, Lyft. I'm like, okay, my app's ready. Let's go. But, like, never. Like, the taxis there kill me. And I know, so like, annoying. the regulations there are super, like, strict. So I get it fine. But, like, I didn't realize how bad it was until there was one night deep and I went to a friend's house, like, out in Metro Town. And it was probably midnight. We're like, yeah, we'll just catch a cab home. He's like, okay, cool, no problem. Usually we get a ride. And we're like, I'll just take a cab. It's fine. And we're like on this really busy-ass road. And I kid you not, in like 20 minutes, five cab drivers drove by and did not stop. They don't stop. And their light was on. I'm like, They'll bitch, even look hello. You in the eye, like <laughs> Literally just drive by like, don't want to pick you up. So they just drive by. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to call one. I'm on the phone yeah. on hold for 20 minutes. That's the, that's the biggest part that yeah. sucks. Yeah. I call another one, still on hold. And eventually we waited like 30 minutes. And we're like, holy crap. We're guess we're taking a freaking bus. So I had to walk 20 minutes to a bus, take the bus to the SkyTrain, and then SkyTrain home. And I was like, I've never felt so helpless in my life. Like, it was crazy. And that's how much we rely on technology, too. Right. Because I was like, I literally felt stuck. It was horrible. It sucks because, I mean, like, okay, it'd be one thing taking a taxi. That's that's fine. That's fine. Like, I don't, it's going to get me to where I Yeah, exactly. But I have to call and be on hold and wait and deal with attitude. First of all, don't you find the people on the line are just shitty? Horrible. They're just shitty. Like, I mean, I get it. It's not a great job. You just got to deal with these people all the time. But like. Just send me a cab. It's like, yeah. So do you know how long it's going to be? I don't know. (laughs) Could be like half an hour. Like, okay, thanks. We'll just stand outside here, I guess. Yeah. And wait for it. And then every cab that just drives by you. It, anyways, I don't want to like keep harping on this issue because oh, you man. will get Uber and Lyft. But <laughs> for a city that's set up the way Vancouver is, where it's just yeah. so vast and like spread out, and yeah. there's all these cities around it, and it's just like, like I, you, it would just make sense. And I feel like it would humble the cab drivers too a bit. Like yeah. they, they would, they would like. Yo, you need a ride? Like yeah. they were, they'd come and like, <laughs> like there wouldn't be five guys driving past you at midnight anyways. No, it's horrible. But all that aside, Vancouver, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Like just the balance of nature and and city and the cleanliness. Yeah. And I felt like everyone's so active. Yep. And and what was it, Stanley Park? Yeah. We're, biking. We're, like, we went biking and I just had such an incredible time just like being out in nature yeah. and just like breathing the fresh air and like you look around there's mountains and people kayaking and like <laughs> like what is going on why is everyone so blissful and like happy here everyone's like, very happy yeah yeah it's a nice balance between ottawa and toronto i would say like toronto's very homey and quiet toronto's very hustle hustle like go 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 
love both, but I love a bit, an in-between. Yeah. Because Toronto sometimes gets really overwhelming. It can be a lot. It can be, yeah. like, anxiety-inducing almost. Yeah. That city, like, you were touching on this this before when you were, like, Toronto, you know, gives you this fire, this drive, yeah. right? And, and I feel the same thing. Whenever yeah. I go there, I'm like, yo, Toronto, like... Toronto means I got to level up. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be like up here, like balling, doing all these things. You got to dress better. You got to look better. You got to do everything. got to yeah. make more money. You got to do yep. these. Like you just, yeah, yeah hustle's the word. You mm-hmm. just got to hustle more. When you go to Toronto and like you, you, all these nice restaurants and clubs and all this, yeah. all the glitz and glamour of a big city. But like, it's just like y- your your anxiety goes through the roof just driving from one end to the other. It's like, I almost died seven times on the highway yeah, and yeah. like there's this all this pollution everywhere and everyone just seems yeah. to be like a, in a bit more of a rush. People yeah. bump into you. Like it's just a bit more just like, oh, like almost a New York City vibe. It is. It's like a I mini did, New York. I'd I say. did not feel that in Vancouver once. It no. just felt like like almost like a Cali vibe. Yeah. It was like Cali, but a little more chilly. Like Yeah. Toronto's very like, especially at a restaurant, you sit down and they're like, okay, are you done eating yet? You need to leave so yeah. people can get in. Yes. Right? Whereas or, Vancouver is like, oh, take your time. You want a coffee? Like it's very like welcoming and relaxing. Yeah. And yeah. that was another thing, like to some of the restaurants you guys took us to. Is yeah. Like, what was it that that Asian restaurant we went to? Phnom Penh. Oh my God, that was deep's going there tonight. I'm really upset. So dead, and you'd I like know. to take everyone there when you everyone. go there, right? Everyone. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I miss that place. It's what was it? Like what weeks. was the beef with the with the butter beef? The butter beef. The garlic chicken wings. Oh my God, the garlic chicken wings. <laughs> Everything on that menu just looked so dank. Amazing. It was so hard to order, but you yeah. you guys were just like, get this. Yeah. Just sit, okay. let's do it. You'll enjoy it. It's it's the best. It's yeah. like your go-to. No. Seriously, <laughs> but, I said. But the sushi, like yep. everything in, in oh, Vancouver is just so good. Cheap and delicious. My brother would love it. Like, yeah. it's like he's here right now and like I know he'd go crazy <laughs> if he like if he tried some of the sushi there. It's just this level of freshness you'll never get in Ottawa, never. Ontario. I can't say bye. <laughs> it's it's rough. Like, I wanted to order sushi today and I was like, I can't even look at these prices knowing how shitty this is going to be. Yeah, it's not even going to be good. Yeah. No, all you can eat is horrible. No. I yeah, used to love be. it so much. Well, that's when and now you were Vancouver, uncultured, you know? Yeah. Now uh, Vancouver uh, spoiled <laughs> me, so I can't even have sushi in Toronto anymore. Like, poke bowls in Toronto also suck. Yeah. It's horrible. I'm spoiled. So I don't know how I'm going to move back, honestly, but... Well, talking about food yeah. a bit, you know a thing or two about baking. So let's talk yes. about nut cakes and how you got into it what was the first inspiration to start with this? This is always so weird to talk about because I was never a huge baker when I was younger. Nothing even like, oh, I've always been baking since I was like two years old. Yeah. My mom was That's a baker. That's the story people want to hear. Yeah, no, it's not the story. I mean, I was just probably on Instagram one time when you scroll through and you come across a really cool cake video. And I don't know if people see cake videos on their food, but I saw it there. And um, one girl specifically I came across was uh, this channel, YouTube channel, How to Cake It. And this girl, Yolanda Gant, based out of Toronto, does these extremely crazy fondant cakes. All the characters, like giant food, like giant everything, mega cakes. And I was like addicted to watching these. And for years, I'd watch like, she has a video every Tuesday morning. And I was like, every single morning, I watched that video because it was so fun and satisfying to watch. She's a perfectionist. (laughs) And then after seeing so many, I was like, I just need to try this, I think. And like... Two years ago now, Deep got me her cake book. And from there, I would just sit there and read it. Like, who reads a freaking cake book? I don't know. 
I would just read that thing for fun. Um, and then I think it was around Toronto where I was like, you know, maybe I can start baking. Of course, I can't do that at home. I feel like in my parents' house, I just didn't want to overcrowd with all of my baking shit. Um, so come Toronto time, I was living there for about a year at that point. I always showed interest. I had watched them with my roommate all the time. And I was like, you know, I really want to start baking, but I'm going to move soon. So do I just wait? Do I wait? Okay, I'm going to wait. Come six months later, finally moved to Vancouver. Um, but we're living with Deep and his brother at the time. So again, not really a good time to start. Uh, then finally, we moved into our apartment now, uh, February last year. So come March, when we settled down, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to make one. Like, I've seen so many videos. I know what I'm doing. I need some basic pans and then the basic ingredients, and I can just do it. I have her cake book. I'm good. And I didn't want to tell too many people. I was like, oh, what if this is a fuck up? I don't know. Um, But we actually had a work rebrand launch party in April. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a cake for this party. I'll see how it goes. I'm not going to tell people in case it's a disaster. Um, But if it works out, I'll bring it to the party and see what happens. Um, and once I made that cake, it was my first time using fondant as well. And for those who don't know what fondant is, it's very much like Play-Doh. It's that stuff that just sits on top of a cake. It's edible. It's very sugary. I wouldn't eat it. Um, but people eat it. It's edible. Um, but yeah, I designed that cake and I just brought it to the party and it was just a hit from there. And since then, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start an Instagram and just post pictures. And it just went up from there. Um, I don't know. It's just Instagram, free sign up you know, created a page and, and then it's become what it is today. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. You don't even like cake yourself. No, I'm not a huge sweet tooth, honestly. This is incredible. I know, it's super weird. I just think it's fun to do, it's fun to make. So and it's, it's fun a to process decorate. that you yeah. fell in love with more. It was yeah. like, was this, but so this all started from look looking at an Instagram thing. Literally. And was it one of those really quick, like where people like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where people like throw together all the ingredients and stuff, or was it like the professional, like this is a done finished cake product? It was like stacking cake layers and frosting oh, okay, it, yeah. and like so, putting stuff on top. So that's what got you. Yeah. It was like, Ooh. have you watched? You've watched cake? I've videos. seen them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. They're satisfying. I, they are. They're really They're cool satisfying. to watch. Like, you know, I'm a big cheesecake guy, yeah. right? So I, I'm, I'm a little more like niche cake, like yeah. a certain type of cake that like I obsess with. Yeah. But. I just always found it cool to see the different types, but I never actually thought about making it. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be your number one like yeah. customer, you know, if you were here. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. That it started off from that like idea just and you're like, it. let me just scratch this itch. Let me just see like, how can I, yeah. how can I make this and do it? And then you got the opportunity to finally do this. And then yeah. what really stuck from what you said of, uh, about all that is like kind of like the butterflies you got from like is anyone even gonna like this is this cringe yeah. is this weird like uh like you know that's like such a that's such a powerful thing right there because that means you're stepping out of your comfort zone exactly you're doing something that like people don't know you for yet yeah you know and then i like i remember that first post <laughs> yeah. and like you know people were sharing it on their feed because you know like friends want to support yeah and then i was like oh shit she's like she's making cakes now yeah and then next thing you know i think it was like an i I think I saw like an Enactus cake. Yep. I saw a Raptors, Raptors cake. cake. I saw yeah. a Nike like shoe. Like yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> pull it up. Like this is so. Oh, it's it so it's so awesome. Like your feed. I mean, I think that's a big part of it as well. Is like it's not it's not just the amazing cakes that you're baking. 
definitely you're doing that but the yeah. marketing you got that down man this is gonna like that's oh, why i'm man. so excited about it because like i'm actually not a big sweet tooth guy yeah other than the whole cheesecakes like that's yeah. my weird <laughs> like like kryptonite like yeah. that's the only sweet i really like i don't have a like i don't i don't really buy candy i don't like cake yeah. i don't like frosting i don't i'm not a big Same, sugar guy yeah. but but i see these so is it is it not cakes my day my yeah. day first of all great name not cakes my day it's so random anyone like, listening to this right now pause this podcast go to your instagram and search nat cakes my day <laughs> and just scroll through this feed like this is I'm, I'm gonna try to see if the camera can get this i don't know oh my god which one is that i want to pull the nikes hold up like <laughs> These cakes. Oh yes! This, oh, the Nike shoe, shoe is my favorite. This, this Nike shoe is so. <laughs> I don't know if like we we could in, in post like incredible, Incre- <laughs> like the detail. I thought this was a shoe when I was scrolling through my feed. I thought it was a shoe page until I'm like, no, <laughs> she did not. And and it goes on like there's a Starbucks like I could like we could sit here and just go through her feed but like I urge anybody to go check it out. But getting back to it, it's like I really love the detail and like how much love you put into each cake. Yeah. Like it's it's incredible. And yeah, so how long does it take to make an average cake? Holy crap. It varies. I mean something like that. Oh, that takes like eight hours, 10 hours. Start to finish. I mean, you think about the whole cake process, not even just like the baking and the decorating. It's like when someone asks me for a cake, I got to work out a quote. I got to do research. It takes time. I have to get ingredients. If you got to also really home, know what they want. Exactly. It takes it's, a lot of time. You can't just guess. No, 100%. Like, Done. It's yeah. like, ah. No, no, no. (laughs) That's terrifying. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah, Yeah, this is why you have to be super thorough, just making sure it's what they want, Mm -hmm. writing up contracts, making sure they do deposits, like all that kind of paperwork just to make sure. And just, yeah, getting the ingredients. Like living downtown, you got to walk to grocery stores. I don't have a car just to drive around to get stuff. And if I do need to drive, that takes my time. That takes gas, whatever it may be. Um, So things like that take all the time. And then baking, the cleaning, the prepping, Everything takes a long time. So, yeah, it takes probably like six to 10 hours average for a cake. For something like that, it does take longer because of all the details. Right. Um, but, yeah, as tedious as it is, like to me, it's so much fun. And it's not as work to me because I love crafty. Like, I love being crafty. I'm a huge DIYer. So, I think that's why I love doing this stuff and why it fascinates me so much. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's like it's, it's therapeutic. Right. It's soothing. It's satisfying to me. It puts, makes me calm. Um, so it is a really cool project for me to take on, but yeah, crazy ones like that, man, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I love it. It was so, so cute. So it started off, you know, kind of, you know, just, just one-offs here and there. And then, yeah. so when you decided to actually make a business out of this, when yeah. this was, when this was a conscious decision, when you're like, okay, you know what? Like people are asking me to bake cakes. Yeah. Just like, so I guess I should do this now. Yeah. How do you manage like incoming requests and like hey now i need you to make me a wedding cake like tomorrow like okay well no i can't but then yeah you know how do you manage like all the incoming requests and stuff oh my gosh that was me rolling my eyes firstly don't ever ask me to make a cake a day before because it's not possible Mm -hmm. um in terms of even like making it a business i mean i first just got the name started the instagram and i just started posting the first few cakes and from there it was like hey you can make cakes like this like my friend's birthday's coming up let's do this 
And I was like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah. Send me what you want. And I kind of just go with it. Um, and that's where, yeah, it started to become a business. I didn't plan it to be. I just wanted to post my ideas, just not on my personal feed. Right. I just wanted to post cool photos on another feed of my own. Um, and then from there, I just started getting the requests. And yeah, you're right. That's where I'd get some quotes and I'm like, or requests. And I'm like, okay, yeah, if this is in like a week, I can manage it. I still work full time. So let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I know there's certain days that are required to make it. As long as I can book people in time slots, get deposits, I can secure those. And then I can go from there. But unless I get those, I'm not going to secure anything because it's going to be a waste of my time. Right. Um, but it has taken me a lot of practice. Even now, it's been about eight, nine months um, for me to really get the hang of even pricing or like managing my time properly. Right, because how do you even really know at first? Exactly. Like, like, are you basing it off some other cake companies? Are yeah. you like researching online? Like, well, it takes me about five, six hours to do this type of cake versus yeah. this would take me more. So then how do I... And, yeah. then, and then being up front with the customer, like, look, like, you need this and this. I need this much for it. Yeah. I mean, people are pretty understanding with that as well, because when it comes to custom cakes, it's a custom cake. Yeah. Like, I mean, feel free to go to Sobeys and get a $30 cake by all means. That's totally fine. But I mean, if you're getting something custom that you want for your loved one, that's a completely different story. Um, in terms of pricing, I did tons of research, looked at other bakers um, on Instagram as well. There's a huge cake community, so I've met tons of people. Um, and a lot of them pretty much go based on your cost of ingredients, which usually isn't that much. But then you think about the time it takes, multiply that by minimum wage at least. And then you add the cost of that, add, give yourself a little bit of profit. So right. think about that 8 to 10 hours, minimum wage yeah. plus cost. You're looking at like 100, 200, sometimes 3. Yeah. So it depends on how much detail of the work it goes into. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting out, I had no clue. I'm, I kid you not, my Raptors cake, the first one was 40 bucks. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, here's 40 bucks. You're my friend, it's fine. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, I'm charging cakes for 300. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it has to be worth my time. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it's too much for you, that's totally okay. It's just, I can't, I can't lower my cost because it's still going to take me this much time. And the opportunity cost of what you 100%. could be doing with that time. And I exactly. hate to be such a business student about it. but It's true. It's like you are working a full-time job. And I don't think that's a, the, a detail to be glossed over because yeah. a full-time job is a full-time job. Yeah. All the time outside of that should, in theory, be for you, your family. Yeah things life yeah life right so that also has to be put on hold yeah for you to do the side hobby this passion of yours yeah but you also got to get something for it because yeah not only are you having it it's fun for you and it's therapy and this and that yeah are you doing it only weekends or is this leaking your evenings as well or do you have to sometimes before work do a couple things like like how all-consuming is this I mean, usually cakes are due like Saturdays because it's like, oh, my birthday party is Saturday night. Usually do Saturday day. Um, a lot of coworkers have asked for orders, so they usually take it on Friday. Okay. So if it's like I bring it to work on Friday, that means I have to do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that's like evenings taking my time. So I'm like, okay, Tuesday night, I'll bake my cakes, let them cool. Next day, I decorate. Next day, I, fi- I fix it up, tidy it up, finishing touches. Love it. So times like that, it's pretty easy to organize. Um, other times, I mean, I've had multiple orders in a week and it's like, I'm staying up till two in the morning and it just is what it is. And sometimes it's a lot. Other times I'm like, you know, it's still fun. So it's okay. If it's 
if I do that too much, that's where it gets overwhelming. I've had a lot of breakdowns. Deep holds me while I cry yeah. a lot, but end of the day, it's still worth it. I mean, the results are always amazing. It's just getting through it gets yeah. tough sometimes. It, but it yeah, must be, like I'm just trying to think because like because people who don't know you, right? They don't yeah. know how like multidimensional and how like how much of an empathetic person you are. You're <laughs> a host. You like you love having people around and like you're a very family person. Yeah. You are a homebody, so at least this kind of works out for yeah. you in that aspect. But yeah. you do like to travel. You like to do things. But then you got these cake orders. And yeah. sometimes you might even feel like, man, I've backed myself into a bit of a corner. And I feel like that sometimes with the podcast. Yeah. Because, and I know it's nowhere near the same amount of like like time consuming, but like it takes a lot sometimes of your free time that you would yeah. otherwise be doing other things where yeah. you got to, you got to make sacrifices. So yeah. what have been some of like the biggest challenges that you've had to deal with in terms of like making it work with your life? I mean, the thing about this too, I mean, like it gets tough. Um, but other times too, like, like you said, empathetic, I'm a huge people pleaser. I want to say yes as much as I can. Um, but I just, I think a big thing I'm trying this year, too, is just learning to say no. It's important. Um, especially in my first year, anytime I got any request, I was like, yes, I need to do this. I want to build my portfolio. I want to get more customers. I want them to tell their friends. It was just like really trying to grow this. Um, but at the same time, whenever I hit like tight corners, I'd be like, you know, I should say no. Like there's times I've gotten many requests this month, even and not being not being home. I knew I'm going to be home for about a month until we head over to Cambodia. And I'm like, do I want to book that many orders while I have some downtime? And easily I'm just like, you know, no, it's okay. Like I need to slow down. And that's like a huge challenge for me because I want to take on more and right. I want to commit to them. But at the same time, now I'm very okay to say, no, I can't do this. And it's just, I have many other bakers in Vancouver that I've met that I can refer people to. And it's not even a competition thing when it comes to baking, um, meeting a lot of people in the cake community. Everyone is so empowering and uplifting of each other that's, so it's very yeah so it's very easy to be like yeah this girl's just as great right. she's also amazing like feel free to go reach out to her right. and I have no issue saying no um because I need to also work on my own self-care and like figure out myself and just make sure I'm in a good headspace because right. otherwise I'm gonna half-ass this cake and why yeah. would I do that yeah, yeah. and then that kind of defeats the whole purpose 100%. I yeah. don't want to give a shitty product yeah and but if i do commit something i 100 percent will give everything to it mm -hmm. but i'm not going to overcommit myself and i know i need to take it easy especially yeah. being overwhelmed a lot this christmas i was like you know i've been so go 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 with the travel work holidays i'm like when i come back i definitely don't want to take on too much and it's okay you know sometimes mm -hmm. people all of us need a break you work you do podcasts yeah. it's okay to say no sometimes it's not a big deal yeah we all have lives <laughs> exactly that's yeah. very important so, yeah. but with that being said with something that has now gone from hobby to now business yeah. um you know and and correct me if i'm wrong this isn't really something you can scale by yourself yeah so how have you thought about tackling kind of i can only take so many orders and i'm having fun with it at this level but there is like i can't go to the next level without dipping into either my job yeah my personal life or I don't know. This is just me thinking off the top of my yeah. head, but getting sub bakers, like getting people yeah. to take care of some of the things that maybe don't bring you as much joy from the baking process. I don't know. Yeah. Mixing batter. I like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just, I don't know anything about cakes. Keep yeah, that in yeah. mind. But like, so how have you like thought about 
strategy wise yeah. moving forward how you're gonna deal with those things yeah i mean still learning a lot um cakes are definitely a big thing that i've done but obviously here we go i started macarons yeah uh so come september i was uh-huh. like you know please eat one while we, we chat <laughs> i'm actually good right now but i will have one later. all the flavors on the back too give it a shot oh, yeah, this is um, but yeah, come September, I started getting interested in macarons. Um, I've seen them everywhere and I was like, these things are like so expensive. And I'm like, why are they so expensive? And I, I've seen a few videos and I was like, this is pretty straightforward. I'm just going to give it a shot. Made a few, practiced a bunch. And then this actually became another source of revenue for me. Um, so this is much easier because it's great money because it's still like good work. Um, but it's much less commitment versus a cake that takes me like three days. Right. So things like that is where I'm trying to explore a little bit more. So cakes is a great piece. It's a huge sell because it's a one expensive piece yet. It takes time. Yeah. Um, but something like this, something even like sugar cookies, um, other little items like that are something that I want to explore this year to see, um, the interest in that. Right. Practicing more things for me, learning new skills for myself as well. Um, but I see those as more revenue generating as well. Great. Um, and beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I don't see myself quitting my job anytime soon. I still love my tech job. I'm going to stay in the tech industry for a while. Um, but my sister actually started a cake business. Right. I, I wanted to talk that. about that. Yeah. 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 So hers, I mean, we just spend it off mine. It's uh, Roxy Cakes My Day. Awesome. Um, Check that Instagram yeah. out too. <laughs> yep. Equally awesome. Yeah, so my sister's in Ottawa doing the same thing. She does some cakes here and there as well, but she also does a lot of macarons. Um, We've talked a lot about what we want to do with the business, and we definitely saw ourselves even hosting workshops. I've attended one cake class, and they just taught us how to layer a cake and frost it very basically. And for me, I thought it would be really cool. Um, It was very eye-opening, but at the same time, I felt like I was beyond it because I've had very good practice with it. So I could see myself teaching people this. And I found interest in that because I was helping people around me. So things like that, I was like, hey, like Roxy, you and I could totally just like book out one of those kitchens in Loblaws and like literally host a workshop one day. That's exactly what I was thinking, the Loblaws kitchens. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like, I think they do that. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, there's a bunch of, like the one I was, I went to was at like a pie shop. They always have like nice like industrial kitchens, mm-hmm. like cooking class kitchens. Right. You can always book those out and just like host workshops that and way. It'd be nice for you to get out of the apartment as well. Exactly. As nice as it is and as much as I loved it. Yeah. You <laughs> you probably spend a lot of time there baking yeah. these cakes, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, My whole life is spent in the it works. Deep spot watching football. I'm <laughs> doing baking. We got our own alone time, but we're still together. It's oh, that's it's cute. quality time. I love that. Um, But yeah, I feel like workshops and other kind of desserts I want to explore will take it uh, to the next level. Um, But until then, I'm kind of taking it slow, enjoying it as it it comes. But uh, it's it's smooth right now. It's comfortable where I can handle my job and the side stuff while still enjoying it versus not being stressed where I hate it. So keeping that level. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I'm happy you're doing this and I'm very happy of your attitude towards it. It's like. You're very self-aware in that, like, you can't let it completely consume your life. But at the same time, you want to grow in a sustainable way. And I think, like, I don't know, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your past experiences, whether it be with Enactus or different jobs and this and that, has kind of taught you to, like, these are things that you've layered on in your experiences to help be able to have that time management, be able to be like, whoa, okay, 
I'll burn out if I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's super important. Like I've definitely felt burnout a lot and yeah. it sucks. I mean, anyone who's gone through burnout really, it's, it's a lot to take on and it's just important to really take care of ourselves too. And if, even if it means taking off social media, we talk about this a lot, you and I just like having a business on Instagram gets pretty stressful sometimes. I'm sure you feel it where, yeah. you know, you feel like you need to post content all the time because yes. people are waiting for shit and it's like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. I also want to be off my phone. I also want to have a life. And I don't know. It's it's tough, but it's still exciting. I don't know. Yeah. We talk about the good sides of Instagram. Well, here's the thing. Like, you know, Instagram and beyond, all social media, I really think it's your attitude towards it. And, yeah. like, you know, we obviously we get a lot of good from it. There's, yeah. like, I know for a fact you to get tons of, let's call it virtual claps. Like, oh, yeah. my God high five yeah. great job not loving it and then the dms i'm sure it's a big part of your business yeah. is the dms but then all just the love and affection from all your friends and family it and is. beyond strangers yeah. oh my god i love this yeah and that excites you it feels good yeah it's great but then i'll find myself sometimes just like yo what am i doing like this is just like i'm posting but i don't even like there's no like real thought behind this i'm just yeah. putting it because I, it's for the sake of posting yeah and it's like oh that's gross i don't want to do yeah. that that's like i'm just like gary v seeped in too deep <laughs> yeah even though it's not that deep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like i don't know it's a delicate balance i think our generation is gonna really um struggle with it because and beyond but our generation at least c- saw what life was like before it. Yeah. And now what's seeing the effects of it. And like the negative effects are like are very real. I find myself sometimes like getting anxious and check switching between like four different apps and like, yeah. oh, maybe I should do more LinkedIn or like, oh, like this TikTok thing. I heard like yeah. TikTok's going off. Like I should, I should, gotta oh, post, I gotta post, gotta yeah. do something, gotta like, or, or you feel like you're falling behind. Yeah. Even though that's like that's so far from the truth. Like, who are you measuring against? Like, it should only really be yourself. Yeah. But it's hard to keep that in mind when you see these people, because social media for the most part only shows you the best, the highlights, yeah, the good. Yeah. You see these people out there who are doing the things that, in appearance, is like that should be me. Yeah. Like it's subconsciously your brain's telling you, "Ooh, I should be doing that. I should be eating that food. Oh, yeah. I should be making cakes. Oh, yeah. I should be doing this. I should be like, but that's not true. Like you almost got to stay in your lane and like what's really powerful about what you're doing is that you love the process. You yeah. you were never like, "I'm going to start a cake business because there's money to be made here." Yeah. That was like an afterthought. That was like totally. I I guess I should charge for this. Yeah. Like you said it yourself, 40 bucks for a cake that took you like God. so much effort. Yeah. Oh, like, totally. Like no a Toronto clue. Raptors logo. I don't know if people know. Like, yep. All this is not easy yep. to just anyways. Oh yeah. No, totally. And I mean, jumping on Instagram too, it's being on the cake community, there's like thousands of bakers that I've met on there. And like some bakers have such high followers, right? Like 100Ks, like 20Ks, whatever it may be. And people look at that and they're like, oh my God, I want to be like that too. And like, I look at that and I'm like, do I want to be like that? Like, it scares it's, me. I don't even know. <laughs> do I care about followers? And like so many of these bakers too, like always yeah. post like, guys, 
don't message me and be like, how do I get followers? How do I do this? It's not about that. Yeah. Like, if you're doing this for that, you're doing this for the wrong reason. You're in the wrong game. Like, I'm here because I'm passionate about cakes. I like making them and I'm sharing them to the world. That's it. If I'm not here, like, let's see how many likes this yeah. post gets. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this for the likes. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this because I want to bring out my creativity. I want to try new designs. I want to share them out. But I've definitely gotten DMs where they're just like, hey, your work's so great. I'll follow you if you follow me. Like, let's support each other. I'm like. So much of that. I have no. so many of those in my yeah. DMs of fellow podcasters whom yeah. I support. I yeah. want to support. But it's just like, hey, I'll go on yours if you go on mine. Yeah. Like, what? No. <laughs> what? It doesn't no. work like that. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'll yeah. follow you if I see that you're inspiring me, right? And that's how it should be. Like, this is why people would follow you. If you want followers, keep up your work. If you want to inspire people, that's what you're going to do. You can put the effort into your feed, of course. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this is not the reason you should be doing yeah. it, right? Like, I almost think they should just get rid of that number. Honestly. I don't even think it fucking matters. I don't, I don't think so either. Like, likes... It didn't affect my life in I any way. I'm them, so glad that's gone. Them removing that. Yeah. If anything, like, it made it so much, like, I don't know. Like, I never, like, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to sit here holier than thou and be like, I don't care about likes. Of yeah. course, it feels good when a picture gets, like, three, four hundred likes. Humbling. It's humbling, like, yeah. Oh, this is pretty cool that yeah. people liked this. Yeah. No, but, that's it. But then, but then, like, the counter effect of that, if you post something and it doesn't, that hurts it's like, oh, man, I guess I didn't do well. But then how I rewired that and like ever since I started the podcast, I never gave a shit about that. Like it, it does not matter at all. It doesn't mean anything. There's an there's an algorithm out there yeah. that's literally taking your content, categorizing it based on certain things yeah. and showing it to a certain amount of people because it's not like... Um, the Facebook we grew up with, the right. first Facebook. I remember when Facebook was like, you'd go home and you'd scroll through and you'd see everyone's status updates <laughs> or a photo. Yeah. Everyone's. Yeah. You'd see everyone's because it would be in chronological right. order right. based on like, but now posting is just so, people post about everything and yeah. it, you would literally be on your phone all day and you can't be caught up on what everyone you follow yeah, or follows you posts yeah. so they had to design a way to make it so that you only showed what they think you want to be shown right but that's not yeah it's true that's I mean, not it i don't know if i get like i see what i notice a lot is when people save my work mm -hmm. i've seen that and i'm like okay cool like i see people really enjoy this but right. if one has like has less likes than another it's like easily could be missed maybe i post at a different time maybe it's holiday season whatever it is it has nothing to do with our work your yeah. work my work whatever mm -hmm. but this is why also we shouldn't care it's like there's right. so many factors to why people couldn't have seen this right. didn't see this whatever it is yeah but it's tough yeah like i mean this stuff is kind of different when it's like our business but like selfies you know like when people post selfies and they don't get a lot of likes that's where yeah the problem feeds exactly it's because like, now it's like you, you're you're making that your value as a person yeah it's like validating you mm -hmm. whereas i don't know business i don't know i post stuff i don't really care if it, if it, it get like gets likes or not yeah it is humbling of course and people are like oh this is really cool yeah, people yeah, yeah. save it they like it that's really cool comments but are yeah. comments feel a bit more real yeah even that's changing now though because now people are hacking that and just commenting just for engagement and different yeah. things it's just like i you could change what it is but people are always like psychology stays the same like it's like 
people are just gonna do what benefits them at the end of the day even if it's yeah. like oh my god not nah, love this cake like people are still thinking of it in a selfish way even though yeah. it's a compliment <laughs> in a weird way or like yeah yo deepak love the grind bro love the podcast it's yeah. like all right here comes three two one yo would love to get on yeah. sometime like there it is that's what yeah but it, oh, it's no. kind of dark because like you mentioned this and like you said like i don't even want the crazy amount of followers and i'm starting to feel that way too because yeah. i don't even have like a ridiculous following or anything i'm like 1500 people on instagram let's yeah. say um i like responding to people's genuine nice dms yeah. where people are like yo dude this this part was really impactful for me. I listened to it in my car. Yeah. I'll like stop my day and just be like, bro, what? <laughs> like I just started this thing on a whim like a while yeah. ago, like not even like a few months ago, like not even, yeah. it hasn't even been a year. Yeah. And people are like impacted by this. Like this is not, that's, that's nuts. That feels so good to me. <sighs> that's what matters. But then I think, let's say if I, let's say if I even do have like 30K, whatever, all this, yeah. would I even be able to respond Cause I'm already yeah. having trouble now. It's like, oh, I gotta sometimes just put my phone, turn it off, yeah. and just put it away. Like, yo, this is just, like, it's taking over. I'm not even. I'm watching football, but I'm yeah. not watching football. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's weird. No, it's so true. I don't know. I think people want the followers to feel validated yeah. in that way, or it's like I'm not doing well unless I'm getting like X amount of followers. Yeah. And it's not that. It's exactly what you just said. It's like when you get those personal messages that are saying that people you've made an impact on people or like when i give cakes and it makes someone's like on my name someone's day yeah. makes their event makes their birthday that's all that matters to me right it's yeah. like that's all i care about i don't care if that's i have 50 followers yeah. yeah i think i only have like 750 right now and to me i'm like whatever i see bakers with so many out there yeah. and to me i'm not that's almost a curse yeah like <laughs> i'm not put, like guys come on i gotta get to a thousand followers like follow me i'll yeah. do a giveaway for it like whatever it is mm -hmm. i'm just I'm here, I'm getting inquiries, and people are happy, and that's all I care about. That's what I'm doing this for. So. That, that's, I love that, Nat. That's, yeah. that's great. Passion project. It's, it's a great attitude to have. It's, I mean, we're, but it's, we're going to see like, some weird shit happen in, yeah. in our lifetimes so when it comes to social media. I have this prediction that there's going to be social media detoxes. Oh there's going to be actual, like, and I already see it happening. People being like, no, no social Sunday. Like, oh my okay. god I, i'm seeing it i'm already starting to see my prediction come through uh come true where it's like people are like going on a hike but leaving my phone at home <laughs> it's on their phone like on their instagram yeah. story which is hilarious but it's just like yeah actually that's not a bad thing turn your phone off go for yeah. a hike yeah be no. alone with your thoughts because i think a lot of um I'm no mental health expert i know nothing like about this topic so take it with a grain of salt but I just think like being able to be alone with your thoughts and yeah. just how do I really feel about something without someone influencing that thought? Yeah, it's true. It's uh, it's powerful. And like meditating has helped me with that. And I'm not saying I'm some like I go and like, you know, sit in the middle of a forest yeah. would, would know. I'm like I'm a hypocrite a lot, but I try to meditate 10 minutes a day. That's great most days yeah. before bed yeah. i do like about 10 minutes and i'm it's a muscle i'm getting better at it yeah. and it really helps do nothing yeah because there's not enough of that yeah there's so much expectation from us from us and from society to just do consume 
Yeah. Like, you're not enough. Do more. Yeah. Post more. This, that, this, that, buy more. Like, just oh, way too no, much. No, no, and, no, like, if you can't slow that down, yo, how could you not get anxious? How could you not get depressed? And, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I haven't fully formulated these things yet. And I struggle with it just as everyone else. But just turn the devices off be alone with your thoughts yeah it's true we all need a break sometimes and it's funny kim actually messaged me the other day and she you know she has a pretty big instagram too and she's very busy on it doing her business stuff and she messaged me and she's like okay i feel like you can relate because you have a cake page what do you do like i feel like i need to turn this off like i feel like everyone's counting on me like how do you feel i was like honestly like i've been sick for a week i've been off instagram for a week i'm not posting no one cares. You know, like, I think we think people are watching us more than we think (laughs) that they are. But, like, they're not. Like, are people like, oh, my God, Nadison posted a cake picture in five days. Was she okay? Like, is something wrong? Like, they're literally doing their own thing. No one gives a shit. It's like when you're at the gym and you worry about, like, okay, someone's going to watch me. I'm nervous. Literally, everyone's doing their own workout. You know, like, everyone's doing their own shit in life, whatever, job, gym, Instagram, it's like no one's worrying about you. So if you do need to take a step back, like do it. It doesn't matter. I think that's the that's one of the unlocks. I really I, I think that's one of the secrets is like recognizing that no one gives a shit. Literally. Everyone's <laughs> worrying about so busy focusing on their own stuff. Yeah. You know, like and that's great. It's great that people are focusing on their own thing, you yeah. know? It's good that they do care when you are posting content, but it's not like you know, Deepak, you haven't posted a podcast in, like, a week. Like, are yeah. you something going on here? Like, yeah. it's okay, you know? Yeah. You're taking a break. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. No one's going to be like, dude, you post every Sunday. Like, why not yeah. this week? Yeah. You're not allowed to take a break. Yeah. Like, You'd I'm relying surprised, on though. I've you. Gotten, no, I've gotten a bunch of that. It's really? so weird. Yeah, it's so Tell weird. Tell them the fuck off. No. No, uh, you, no I mean, it's, it, it's kind of humbling, and it's, it's kind of nice, actually. It's like, oh, shit, like, this person was expecting no, something. No, it's true. But at the same time, like, I like I'm completely with your point. Like I tell those people, hey, like I was sick this week. I I got sick. (laughs) I could not produce a podcast. I'm sorry. There will be one in two days. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like two days. Could not make your cake today, but it's coming. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you can believe it, we're like almost at an hour. Like I think we've already almost done an hour. Uh, This has been amazing. That. Is there anything I kind of like missed in in, in this conversation? Is there anything you kind of really wanted to touch on before we kind of wrap it up? Um, No, not too much. I mean, I think just in terms of like the learning, the whole cake thing, all I really want to say is that like if people do have a passion project and want to start it, honestly, it's just just doing it. Just starting. There's so many friends of mine who have talked about like different ideas and it's like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, how do I'm like, just start a page. Yeah. Instagram's free. Yeah. And we know how to use it to the T. We yeah. all have Instagram. Yeah. So to start like a business page, too, and just to like put yourself out there. Yes, it's super uncomfortable. But like you're doing this for you, right? Like you're not doing this for thousand followers even if you get 50 followers out of whatever business idea you want to put out there like if it makes you happy just do it and like I've seen a lot more of my friends start businesses on Instagram and just kind of putting themselves out there free marketing designing their own feeds and stuff it's fun it's mm-hmm. really really fun it's a nice hobby for us to have it's a nice side project to do it it's it's exciting right and it's just something I definitely encourage people to do to kind of get out of their comfort zone but just not be afraid to do it because no, again, back to this, like, no one is going to judge you for it, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. And you're creating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's like, what I, I think, like, 
we all have it in us to do something to build something yeah and like that doesn't have to even include social media yeah it no, could be totally. a family for god's sake totally. what if you just want to build a family like what yeah. if you just want to like build a normal life or, or like but build something start something do yeah. something and yeah don't feel like and i don't want to sound like some kind of expert because i'm a yeah. complete noob yeah. but just like whatever it is just start and don't feel like just because i'm starting this thing it defines me no it's 100%. the thing i'm doing forever exactly because in in two like months you could be like you know what fuck cakes yeah honestly done with it and that doesn't devalue you as a person yeah. in any way what if you go on to like you know what been really wanting to go to space yeah i want to go to mars yeah. and like this just becomes your mission and like yo nat goes to mars yeah new instagram page go follow it now yeah but like you know what i'm saying like honestly it, that could really like happen that could be a thing if you put honestly. your mind to it so it's just starting yeah I that's think really powerful. maybe are afraid to just jump on and do it or even like yeah i think it's gonna fail when that doesn't even matter who cares you're yeah. doing it for fun if you want to change and it doesn't work out exactly if i wanted to change and stop doing cakes all of a sudden I can easily just do that. This I jumped on this like in a whim, you know, no background, no nothing. I just did it for fun. Who knew where it was going to be? And no yeah. way can I say like I am a successful business person. I just started a page and I'm selling cakes. I'm no millionaire doing this. Well, I don't, don't know where this is going. Don't sell yourself short. Now. I, I think know, you're a successful business person. I mean, it just something as small as this yeah. is considered, you know, it's yeah. my passion project. I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm making money out of it, which is a great side thing. Yeah. But the most important thing is, yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah. So I think that's what important, what is important. I think just people need to do what makes them happy and not be afraid to do that. Because yeah. it is pretty terrifying putting yourself out there, but it is. And yeah. especially in a world where so many people are so lost and it's yeah. just like, uh, you have to make money yeah to survive yeah. and you have been fortunate to find a full-time job that you do enjoy yeah like that was a very important baseline that you had yeah. to figure out before you could even pursue this yeah. and that's kind of something that you know we didn't really get to speak about as much because but it's like the reason you were able to do this cake yeah thing. you yeah. know what i'm saying you talk about it wasn't the ideal situation to do it in your parents house yeah so that's something i talked about on previous podcasts as well as like I wouldn't have started this podcast if yeah. I was in my parents' basement. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have done it. Like, it would just be, like, I, my mom be shouting at me, yeah. like, in the middle of this. I'd be like, Mom, stop! Yeah. I'm, I'm recording with Matt right now. I have to edit this out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I love my parents to death. This is of not course. me speaking ill. No, no, yeah. But it's just, like, you stepping out of your comfort zone and then figuring out when is the right situation for you yeah. to do that. And... You know, even moving out wasn't that for you. It yeah. was like you had to wait and get, let the pieces fall yeah. and then do what's right. But you made the steps to, you, you took the steps to get there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Having a good support system is helpful too. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, if I just quit my job and just did this, my parents would probably flip. But yeah. I mean, living not at home is helpful to right. that. But even so, like, yeah, having deep is a huge, huge help. Like, he's shout my biggest supporter. I have to give him a shout out because, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, no, of course, like cakes are not easy. Yeah. They're messy. It's a, it's loud. I take, I make a huge mess in the kitchen while he's watching football over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, honestly, to have such a good support system like him just to help me like gather stuff, help me clean, help me do deliveries, help me sell even like a lot of his coworkers are also my huge, like big customers of mine too. Huge help. And like, honestly, I can't do it without him because 
it's a lot. Like I yeah. said, I've had lots of breakdowns and it's like having someone to really be there for me and like walk me through, talk business ideas has been huge. So yeah, definitely shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, any support is always, always, always great. Love that. I think yeah. one of the biggest themes to take away from all of this is it's not whatever you are doing is not you. It's not your identity as a person. Yeah, like separate yourself from that and just go try shit. We're all yeah. young. Fuck it. Just it's try like a things. Hobby. Yeah. Love it. Uh, let's wrap this up. I have to do the lightning round with you before oh, we go. Okay. I had a lot of fun on this podcast. Yes, you're the me best. too. I think this is one of my best podcasts. Oh yet, my God, if I'm stop. being honest. Like, <laughs> you're the best. Um, okay. Uh, let's do this lightning round. First question. Any advice you would give to 17 year old you? Oh my gosh, what was I doing when I was 17? <laughs> what, what were we in at 17? Uh, Graduating? Yeah, like senior. 11? Grade senior 11? Year, yeah, like grade 11. Oh my gosh. Um, study harder in math, not that it really mattered. Um, <laughs> I guess even then, not taking life too seriously, because I feel like school was a big pain point in my life, and I was like struggling through certain classes. Yeah. Um, but otherwise... No, don't take life too seriously in high school because high school is nothing compared to university and beyond. So yeah, Love it. Um, what's your favorite cake you've baked so far? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you pointed it out. I think it has to be the shoe cake because it's like this. It's like a size 11 kid shoe cake. Oh, it's cute. It's so gangster. I wanted to bite that thing, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, can you guys just bite it when you get it? Because Do you ever really... make extra just for yourself, even though you're not a cake person? Like, just uh, like, oh, you know what? This is just, I, I need to have Oh, man. I taste test when I have cake crumbs. But obviously, when I'm building, like, I can't take a bite of that cake. It ruins it, right? So, <laughs> oh, I wish. But, yeah, definitely the shoe cake, I would say. Favorite restaurant in Vancouver? Ooh. This is going to be hard for you because I know you're so a low-key foodie. I'm going to say Phnom Penh. Always that Cambodian spot. If anyone's in Vancouver, you must go there. Everyone recommends it from Vancouver. It's so good. There's like a lineup outside. Every single time. But they do a pretty good job. Like you sit here. (laughs) You double up. Two of you. You're sitting with strangers. Doesn't matter. Sit, eat, enjoy. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Cambodian Vietnamese represents. Very proud of that one. Love it. Um, So everyone likes to ask, like, what's your biggest goal for 2020? But I'm going to actually ask you something else. Um, What is something you're letting go of in 2020? Um, I think it goes back to the challenge that we talked about a bit, just kind of saying no where I need to. Um, Over the holidays, I was, like, very, very busy and, like, really worked. And now I know just, like, if I need to say no to certain things, I'm saying no. I'm not going to commit to certain things. I'm not going to do it. I'm just really focusing on making sure my mental health and my self-care is good. It's so important. Because, yeah, if I can't be at my best, I just can't do shit. So I don't know where we picked up this idea that you have to yeah. say yes to everything. Because yeah. I'm guilty of this, too. I'm just like, be there. I'll be there. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And then that dreaded day comes when you're just like, I hate it. Oh, I'm not going to do it. Why did I say yes to this? No. Do I have to send that text? I <laughs> will lie if I have to. But, you know, I think I'm going to be better at not lying. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I can't. Um, yeah. You know, I got to stop being a people pleaser. 100%. That's yeah. great. Uh, d- side like question to like sub question kind of. Yeah. Are you still using that one second photo app yes. that you use? Yeah. Yes. That's have a great one. Have you tried one. it? I did not. Oh I'm like, gosh. there's just too many things. Oh to my do. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... tell people about it real quick because I do think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, this one second app, it's actually literally just called One Second App. Um, there's multiple there actually as well. Um, but you just take a one second recording of your day every single day. 
um, and then you compile it. And then once you mash it up, it shows one second every single day for X long that you did. Yeah. Um, I did it since July until up until now even. And I shared everything from July to December. Have you missed a day? No. Wow. No. And like some days I'll be like, oh crap, I missed. And like it shows the days of you took taking videos or pictures. So maybe I'll throw in a picture or I'll throw in like, oh, I, I took a Snapchat that day. I can throw it in. Sweet. Or I'll put a day or two, a, a late or whatever. But That's even awesome. if I miss a day, it's whatever. But it's it's, it's the cool. principle of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I found it really cool. It was just like, ah. Uh, too many things to already oh, remember yeah. but that's cool even if you're lazy i put like me in bed i'm like lazy <laughs> sunday lazy lazy day which is a lot and a lot of baking but it's cool to look back and see what you do love it yeah. final question um would you make your own wedding cake one day oh 100 <laughs> i am not paying anyone to make a wedding cake at this point i've become so pro that i know every one of like my cousins deep cousins like everyone's gonna get engaged and married soon. Yeah. Everyone's gonna ask me for a wedding cake, yeah. and that is my wedding gift to you. Oh, uh, I'm that's gonna save awesome. you bucks, and I'm saving myself some money too. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I'm excited to do that. That's amazing, Nat. Yeah. This has been an amazing podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Shout out all your socials, where people can find you, and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's just the one. Uh, Instagram, Nat Cakes My Day. Facebook is the same thing, Nat Cakes My Day. Um, and that's it for the business personal. You don't need to follow me on there because I'm private anyway. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. I need you to eat one on camera. Oh, my God. Eat one. Okay. Okay, get them to eat one, too. All right. They've guys, been sitting here, here so guys, patiently. Okay, check, check the... I've never had one in my life. Okay, so, yeah. this. They is, just this look is like good. burgers to me. Flavored little burgers. Okay, which one did you grab? Okay, so that is a dark chocolate raspberry. Okay. Fahana, get in here. Let's see. This go. one is Earl Grey. Okay, Earl get Grey. get in the shot, guys. Okay, Sharma, get yours. Okay. Yours is a dark chocolate. I've had so many of these. I'm saving these for you. There's a no, lemon one, one in here as well. Okay, fuck. Yo, okay. not cakes my day. Love Cheers. it. This is awesome. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Cheers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was not what oh I was God. expecting. This is amazing. You hear Whoa. that crunch? Oh my, I didn't think that it'd be crunch. soft inside. Mm -hmm. It's crunchy and then soft on the inside. You can hear the crunch on the microphone. It's ASMR. <laughs> this is me venturing into new territories. Mm -hmm. This is hype. It's like the perfect blend between soft right? and crunchy. Mm -hmm. Not too sweet. Yeah. It's a nice little delicate cloud mm. in your mouth. The perfect snack. So good. <laughs> really? Oh my god. She's obsessed with my food. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Deepak, give her the whole box. <laughs> it's yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That Thank was incredible. You. And just remember, guys, it's not that deep. <laughs>